Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. His own teammate has better Yeah, if he's the swole Batman, <laughs> or like, what's what's Jay? Like, you know, oh like, yeah, the, the you know, the Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah there you go. Batman. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Batman. Exactly. Boomerang. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Boomerang Batman's not bad. I'm like the bald Batman. Arguably not Batman at all. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just bald. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside bald Batman, Boomerang Batman on a waiver wire Tuesday. I wonder if we went the wrong way with that. I was watching the clip back here just as we started. I'm just wondering, like, instead of, like, whatever, something Batman, like insult slash Batman, mm. maybe the better way to go, because it just, then it sounds bad. Like, you know, you hear bald Batman, whatever. Fat ma- Batman, you know, whatever it is. You Fat know, boomerang yeah, Batman. Combo. Whatever. Maybe it should have gone, like, maybe, like, swole turtle. Like, you know, like, they have the insult on the second half, right? <laughs> like, I'm the swole hamster. You know, like, he's the swole Batman, and I'm like, you know, I'm the swole porcupine. I don't know. i got to think of something that's like, you know, like, but I thought turtle, because I'm slow, and turtles are so bald. Yeah. Turtles don't have hair. It's good you had 24 hours to think about this, and yes. this is what you've come up with. I honestly, it took me 30 seconds, to uh-huh. be honest with you. That wasn't one of my fully baked bits. Yeah, swole yeah, turtle. Was, swole. Buttons undone today as well. It's yeah, are you looking up what your shirt? This? What, what is, is this, Ryan Reynolds collar, over here? Uh, collar was popped before the show, but you... you Put it back down. It was kind of disappointing. I, I'm just, whatever. Well, right. You know what, Jay? I'm, I'm thinking about that one night in Buffalo. I I tried to get you drunk on Dollaritas. Didn't work Fast on Sunday. So, yep. uh, you know, showing a little skin. Oh, it works. Show, it works. Showing a little skin. <laughs> trying to trying to tight, entice you. Listen, we are going to recap <laughs> Monday Night Football. Night in Stanford. We'll recap Honestly, Monday Night Football later. it could just be a, a magical hour yeah, in Stanford. Yeah, exactly. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. so we need to make the magic happen. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll recap Speaking Monday Night of, this, Football. By the way, this is a magical yeah. hour in Stanford, right. the three yeah. of us here right, right here. Yeah. Every, single, every single week. <laughs> yeah, We're go. not recapping Monday Night Football, I've decided. <laughs> Pete, it's pulled from the show to just cancel it later. We're going to do a full hour of Waiver Wire Tuesday. So let's jump right no. into yes. the Waiver Wired running backs. Of course, we will close out the show with some Back to the Future, so don't go anywhere. And but we are going to talk Monday Night Football. <laughs> Maybe. Point. Yeah, we know uh, we will. I mean, promise. somebody on this desk believed in primetime Kirk Cousins. He needed the help of the century, but fair enough. We will, we will, we will get there. Fair enough. No buys this week. We don't know why. It seems like a great time to have a bye week if you're an NFL team. There are no buys this week. No, I don't really understand that, but I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, good for our football. Football. I mean, I, well, the Eagles have a bye this week. 
Oh, right. oh wow! Hey, like that, huh? you almost beat the Eagles. We almost beat the Eagles, and, and then Ron and Gopher too. And now, now they're going to kill us. Yeah. yeah. Now they're, the Commanders are playing the Eagles. In case you didn't <laughs> didn't pick up on that. Hey, joke, you beat right the there. Eagles. You back to five hundred. Back to where I you don't want to be five hundred. I know exactly. That's, that's why I want win. us to lose. Yeah, I command, hope the Eagles kill us. Commanders money line. Yeah. yeah. Bills destined. Seven to eight <laughs> wins has never been more of a lock. Like a magnetic force dragging you back to five hundred. Just the Commanders way. Once again, another. We'll be in. Yeah, we'll be in purgatory again. Perfect place to take an off-ball linebacker or a corner. A third-round corner in the top yeah. 20. Yeah, exactly. Let's well, maybe, no, let's Forbes. take yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we missed on Emmanuel Forbes, so let's take another one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All right. Jury's still out on Jamin Davis. Yeah, we've been. It's been awesome. Last couple of drafts. We're a week right. away. Anyway. We are only a week away from the trade deadline, so this is going to be an interesting waiver wire to see how this changes a week from now. But let's start with the Rams running backs. Daryl Henderson, 75% available. He went from the couch to the practice squad all to the Rams starting running back, and it felt like five-day span. Royce Freeman available in 72% of leagues as well. The good news is, Matthew, that these guys both got plenty of work in the absence of Kyron Williams. The bad news, maybe, is that they're at Dallas this week. Yeah, and then at Green Bay, which is a decent sure. defense. You know, which is a decent defense. Then they have the bye. Then they're home to Seattle. Seattle's a good re- run defense, and Kyron Williams should be back in uh, in that span. So, like, don't go crazy. And because no teams are on a bye this week, you may not need a running back. You may be back to full strength. Having said that. Yes, we think the Rams' offense is pretty good. We know that Sean McVay has had success with a bunch of different running backs since he's gotten to L.A. And the fact of the matter is is that Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman, in that order, are leading L.A.'s backfield. Uh, Henderson got 100% of the running back red zone touches in this one. 18 total uh, touches for Henderson, who, by the way, this is not out of the blue. Like, I mean, it's out of the blue in the sense that the guy was released by them, no other team wanted him, and then he went from, you know, to your point, yeah, being on the couch. Home a week ago. Right? <laughs> home That's a week where it's a little out of the blue. But the point is, is that we have seen Daryl Henderson be fantasy relevant in a Rams uniform before, is my point. We've never really seen Royce Freeman do anything in fantasy in any kind of significant way, you know. Um, uh, but it does feel like that's the order. Everyone that dumped a lot of fab money on Zach Evans, you know, two thumbs pointing at this guy, feel free to drop Zach Evans. <laughs> that was a mistake. Do you get your money back? Do you get your fab money back? You don't get your fab money back. No, no but you know what? But maybe the lessons we learned or the friends we made along <laughs> the way. Right. Maybe, um, you know, so yeah, we don't have any fab dollars or a starting running back, but we've learned some valuable <laughs> lessons and you can never, you can never take that away. It's no price uh, I will say this. So, Fantasy Football Pregame, we talked about this for a couple of days. You know, after after people spent their fabs, news started to trickle out that when McVeigh addressed the media, you're like, ah, he doesn't like Sean, Zach Evans. Like, reading between the lines. Uh, so, you saw that there. So, yeah, Henderson and then Freeman. It feels like it'll be a little bit of a committee, but Henderson's clearly the guy you're going to want against Dallas this week. Yeah, and I think the reason everyone was so high on Zach Evans is that this is an offense where, one, with Cup and Pugandakua back, it is more of a spaced offense where there is room to run and also Sean McVay just wants to run the ball in a game that they lost against the Steelers they ran the ball 31 times they want to run still to me the most jarring just box score game log of the season is Cam Akers going 22 for 29 in his game with the Rams like they just want to run the ball that's how they operate Uh, especially when they get in close I mean I don't have the stats in front of me but like for years Sean McVay is always like top five in terms of red zone rush attempts like when they get in close he believes in running the ball yep so, for that reason, whoever the running back is is going to be valuable, and right now it looks like it's Henderson. Yeah. Our next one here, Devin Singletary on the Texans. He's got the Panthers this week. He's available in 85% of leagues. Jay is a man that 
Once got made fun of on this show for stashing a few Texans on his fantasy roster. Nico Collins, yeah. Devin Singletary. Yeah, Dalton, Dalton Schultz. Schultz has come around. <laughs> yeah. It's all coming around yeah, to Croucher. Najee Harris and Michael yeah. Thomas in the end yeah, zone. It's, it's, what is next? You just had to wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. You're patient. Coming, yeah. Everything's uh, coming up Australia. Yeah, maybe yeah. Aaron Sipos gets brought back to the Eagles after he got cut. Australian punter. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. No, it didn't go great for Aaron Sipos. All right. Didn't do well in the Super Bowl. Uh, Devin Singletary, he's an interesting one. I mean, he's slightly... Uh, it's hard to say that he's been inching towards the role because two games ago against the Falcons, he got zero carries. But he did get 12 carries against the Saints. And it just hasn't happened for Damian Pierce this year. I think a lot of that is the offensive line. But the offensive line is healthier, and he wasn't that efficient either. So I think Singletary is, is a watch and see. Because here's the big thing. Texans' schedule, just take a look at it the rest of the way. It's incredibly easy. They're going to be in position to run the ball. At Carolina, home to Tampa Bay. At Cincinnati, home to Arizona. None of those teams scare you, to your point. Before the bye, people may have forgotten about Devin Singletary. Again, not the sexiest name in the world. He got 54% of the snaps, though, uh, in the last game that Carolina, uh, I'm sorry, that, that, uh, that Houston played. Uh, had 13 touches to your point, and now he gets a Panthers defense, speaking of Carolina, that allows the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs this season. I've seen some people out there suggest that Singletary is actually a better fit skill-wise for kind of the the, the West fair. Coast, you know, runs right. run zone scheme yeah, that they run, yep. yeah, it, that they run rather than Damian Pierce. On the other hand, I have a source that told me he spoke to C.J. Stroud this week and said, "No, no, Damian Pierce is going to be the guy." So I don't. Who knows? Who you know? Again, it's all it's all rumors. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, it does seem like based on the the last game we saw the Texans play, a game they won, by the way, against the Saints that Singletary has carved out at least half of this role, if not more. So there's a chance that in a good matchup where the Texans should be potentially leading at Carolina, that Singletary is a useful flex piece and potentially becomes the Texans starting running back. Yeah. So, Connor, with Damian Pierce, because I think he's one of the most interesting players the rest of the season. Last year, he was a monster. He almost beat the Eagles by himself in prime time. He was offensive rookie of the year favorite for a time, and he just looked the part. Like, he was creating extra yards after tackles. And then this season... I mean, he's the 11th ranked running back by PFF grade. He still looks like Damian Pierce, but he's averaging 2.9 yards per carry. And here's, to me, the more glaring thing. He doesn't have a single game where he has averaged more than 3.5 yards per carry, and now we're six games in for him. Do you think there's an issue with him, or is it the O-line, or is the combination of factors? I think the first couple of weeks, it was absolutely the offensive line. I mean, you watch him. He was hit behind the line of scrimmage over and over and over again, and now you're kind of wondering, is he warmed down a little bit from that? It's early in the season, so you don't expect that. I do think it's interesting, that point about Bobby Slowick comes from the 49ers. We know what that run scheme looks like. It's trickled all around the league, from Shanahan to McDaniel, all around, where you like the outside burst. And Pierce is yeah. a downhill runner. Like, that's yeah. what he is. He has enough burst to get into space, but he's not like Devin Singletary, motor Singletary. So I think it's interesting, Jay. I think the, the big takeaway for me would be this is going to become a committee, and you're going to look and hope that Pierce gets in the end zone. And that's a, a kind of a dangerous way to live for a guy that we had bigger expectations for. I, he was one of my big preseason loves. Like, he's as big a miss as I think I've had so far this year. There's no question about it. Because the argument for Pierce was, who else do they have? Yep. He's going to get massive volume. Like, you know, we're like, okay, the Texans may not be great offensively, but Damian Pierce is a talented guy who last year was fantasy productive. He was a, before he got hurt the first 10 weeks of the season, this guy was a top 15 fantasy running back. Massive volume on a team that's not scared to run it. We think they'll be a little bit better. Well, 
a couple of things were wrong. Number one is they do have somebody else. They do like Devin Singletary, who appears to be a much better fit for the offensive scheme they want to run. The other thing is, by the way, that offense is a lot better than they we thought. Throw. You know, I mean, they're throwing like, you know, shout out to C.J. Stroud, who I think should be the – we're going to talk futures later in the, in the show. C.J. Stroud should be the favorite for offensive rookie of the year because he's a quarterback and the offense and the team is much better than anyone thought they would be. I mean, they're – what are they, 3-3? Three 3-3. And three three? And three. They're 3-3. Yeah. Three three. I mean, they like, win the division. I they, know they've got a, in the driver's seat. But they're, they're hanging around. The, but they've got a shot. They've got a shot to make the playoffs, yep. you know, to get that last wild card spot. Absolutely. So. And last thing on Pierce is that last year, so in a third of his games last year, he had five-plus targets. This year he has 12 targets in six games. That yeah. is just not part of the offense at all, and that just diminishes his value further. Yeah, and it says a lot about C.J. Stroud that he doesn't have to yeah. lean on yeah. dumping off to the running back. Again, see what happens. I mean, again, Carolina solves a lot of wounds mm-hmm. for a lot of teams, so I'm not dumping Pierce as well. And my suspicion is that I'll have, when my rankings come out tomorrow, I'll still have Pierce higher than Singletary, but they're going to be a lot closer than they were at the beginning of the year. And Singletary should be picked up because he, if he's still available in your league and he's out there in 85% of leagues, because there's a chance he's the starting running back on a, you know, average to slightly above average offense in the NFL. We'll stay in the division and look at Tajay Spears, the rookie running back for the Titans. We do this every week. I was just going to say, what else can we say about Tajay Spears? Uh, why America's ignoring us? This is what I've learned. America's ignoring us because he's fifty-eight percent available. I have, I have begged America. <laughs> I've gotten on my proverbial hands and knees and said, "Please, pick up Tajay Spears. Why won't you listen to me? Why don't you love me, America? Why do you hate Tajay Spears? I promise you." You'll be happy. We told you to pick up Pukunuku. That worked out, you know, in the preseason. We told you Tank Dell was going to be a thing. That worked out. I'm just, you know, we told you to pick up Daryl Henderson on on Sunday morning, (laughs) which worked out after we told you to pick up Zach Evans, which didn't work out. But the fact is... told you Allen Robinson was going to have a massive 2022. Yeah, that didn't work out. out. Maybe that's what it is. We lost him when I said (laughs) Allen Robinson a year ago, and we haven't gotten anyone back. Oh, boy. I mean, the guy's basically splitting time with splitting time with Derrick Henry. He's had at least 55 yards from scrimmage in four of the past five. He's had four games with a double-digit target share. And we just saw Kevin Barrett uh, traded to the Eagles. There's a chance the Titans are in sell mode. The NFL trade deadline is a week is in a week. And so if Derrick Henry gets moved, if Ryan Tannehill gets moved, right? I mean, like, there's a chance that Tajay Spears is the starting running back. I don't love the matchup this week at Atlanta. But I don't hate it. And then he's got the Thursday night game at Pittsburgh. Short turnaround. You expect him to have a decent workload and a good matchup against the Steelers at Tampa Bay, at Jacksonville. Again, he has been flex viable. And even though there's no buys this week, there are buys coming. Tajay Spears is third on this list because we originally was second behind Henderson. And the you know the and we were just like when we were talking to the and I'm just like I don't know man we we've, we've been talking about him for six weeks if they haven't picked him up by now what are we doing. The thing is, is he's returning a little bit of value even with Derrick Henry there. And Agreed. There's a, a material chance that Derrick Henry gets moved. As you said, they just moved Kevin Byard. The team is 2-4. and four. Their quarterback is injured. And it's not like Malik Willis or Will Levis are going to step in and lead this team to the playoffs. Like, there's a very good chance. Like, here's the thing. They're two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to Desmond Ritter this week. That's how it's going for the Titans right. at the moment. So, yeah, I, I think there's a good chance that Henry is on a different <laughs> team. And then all of a sudden, Tajay Spears is a... You know, then he's, a, yes. he's an RB2. Yes. One note on the Titans why we sat down to And I'm going to say this show. right now. I'm going to say this right now. This is your final warning. Because if <laughs> Derrick Henry... Yeah, America. If Derrick Henry gets traded, if Derrick Henry gets traded, and you look up and you're like, well, well I don't... I want to Tajay, get to Tajay Spears. He's, he's no longer available in my league. 
you have no one to blame but yourself. I want you to pause, whatever you're, whether you're watching this live or if you're listening to it or you're watching it on the NFL and NBC YouTube page, I want you to just pause it right now. I want you to go to a mirror, go find a mirror, and I want you to look directly into that mirror and say to yourself, I hate you. I hate your team. You're going to say that to yourself if you don't get Tajay Spears. I was wondering just, where that was going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, and, I feel that's, like... That's what you're going to need. That's what, I just want you to practice that because that's what's going to happen a week from now. Yeah. Yeah, One excellent, excellent build-up, Matthew, to Thank that you. Uh, end game there. Secondly, I feel like we've staked ourselves, our good names collectively, to Tajay Spears and Rasheed Rice. Those are the yes. things. Pick those guys up. Those are guys that we've been talking about yeah, for a while. Yeah. We, yeah. Listen, we've been talking for a month, pick up Josh Downs, that yep. he's going to be a thing yep. with Gardner Minshew. That worked out. We're going to mention yep. him in a little bit. You I'm guys just... had a chance to join me on Michael Thomas and Najee Harris. You abstained. Yeah. Now. It's, too late. it's too late to get on those bands. I'm going to look in the mirror when I get yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, I need you both to look in the mirror. <laughs> you know, say, so you know what, for once you did something smart, you dumb son of a... All right. Uh, all right. Anyway, that's Tajay Spears. One note on the Titans. Oh, Ryan Tannehill didn't practice today. Mike, get this. You ready for this one? Mm. Mike Rabel says if he doesn't start, both Malik Willis and Will <laughs> Levis will play. Well, in very similar style. So what could go wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. there? <laughs> he called very. the same exact offense. Hey, Malik Willis brilliant. might have time to break Sam Howe's sack record. The what he I mean, showed in London, it's, it's not ideal. It's, um, I think we're going to say some Levis. Yeah. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right, moving over to the Cardinals. By the way, Will Love, Will Love is a local kid, by the way, from right here in Connecticut. That's right. You know, uh, yeah. So, um, played for, uh, I believe, uh, Notre Dame High School right yep. here in uh, Connecticut. So, you know, okay. anyway, Good we're luck rooting to you, for Will, Will Levis. Yeah. We're, we're, we're rooting for Will Levis. Yeah, inserted <laughs> into a great offense. Powerhouse. Cardinals running back, Imari DiMercato. Notre <laughs> a high school, by the way. For yeah. people who are like, what, like, not a college. There's, there's a lot they're, of Notre Dames. They're, they're, yeah. Julian McLaughlin. There's a building in France as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they pronounce it just like that too, right? Wee wee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe it's actually named after the American University. Yeah, Fighting Irish, Notre Dame on the banks of the River Seine. Oh, okay. Exactly. Maybe it's named after the high school here in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe. the college Julian McLaughlin went to. Who knows? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Amari DiMercato, he's available in 85% of leagues. He's got the Ravens this week, so that's not the best news. And after that, at Cleveland. But week seven against Seattle, 13 carries, 58 yards, four catches, 17 yards. Barry, for DiMercato, is he in flex range this week at least? I don't. This is a tough one. <laughs> I, this, I mean, again, like. He did nothing last week, Keontae Ingram, and then they went back to DiMarcado, and who who knows? I mean, he, the positives are, to your point, 94% of the running back touches last week. He had an 81% snap share, zero snaps for Keontae Ingram. Uh, they are underdogs in this game, uh, obviously. They're eight-point underdogs. The Cardinals are uh, facing the Ravens, and so... DiMarcado, who, you know, played 72% of the third and fourth downs last week, you know, he is their third down back. I don't know that he, again, with no teams on a bye, it's hard for me to get him inside my top 25, which is about flex range. He's probably in that 25 to 35 range. But hey, if you need a running back that qualifies at the position um, in a deeper league, yeah, you know, in a PPR league. (laughs) Uh, Imari Di Mercado is is somebody to consider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the problem for him is I just it's you know the Colts are just I mean sorry the Cardinals are just kind of like yeah like we're putting him down here because we have to put him down here but I just I don't feel great 
recommending. Well, certainly not in this matchup because we've been talking a lot about how you know this Ravens defense. It's not the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed Ravens defense. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of pretty good now. Yeah. Now it's a top three defense in the league. They completely eviscerated Detroit. By the way, uh, good hip reference with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. Well, yeah, it's the the vaunted Ravens defense of old, where you're afraid to Peace go over sizzle. the middle. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I get that Odafe Owe and uh, the current Jadavian Clowney perhaps aren't as scary as those guys, but this is an elite defense. Yeah. They're not as dominant against the run. It's against the pass where they've really thrived, but it's not a great matchup for Imari. All right, yeah. moving over to... But he is a running back who qualifies. A- and you, you, might, you might, because you've been watching the show, you're probably high up in the waiver order because your team <laughs> is so good. You've ignored the Najee Harris, Michael Thomases uh-huh. of the world. You, know, you, you grabbed Puka. Exactly. You're crushing. So you got to, you know, whatever. At the end of the waiver run... Yeah. Yeah, another player that qualifies at running back, Ezekiel Elliott yes. for the Patriots. He's available in only 54% of leagues. Remember when, when Ed Reed and Ray Rulis were gone, that was when Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott was good, too. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But hey, Zeke, is, Zeke is back. Zeke is He's back. He's scored in back-to-back games, Jay. He's fast again as well. That's the weird thing. The, mm. uh, still, it's baffling to me that uh, that – Touchdown, they got called back against the Raiders. He had a higher speed than Tony Pollard on Tony Pollard's 60-yard run. And everyone for, well, a year, basically, or two years, was calling for Tony Pollard to be the guy in Dallas because he's so much faster and more explosive. Meanwhile, Ezekiel Elliott apparently is uh, back to being fast. But I think it's a good sign for him that the Patriots' offense... And look, the Bills' defense is really banged up, but just the Patriots, the fact that they can score 29 points against anyone is just a good sign for his outlook, for Ramondre's outlook. I think there's just more touchdown equity on that team going forward than you might have thought a week ago. Miami, Washington, Colts in the Germany game are the next three for the Patriots as well. And so he's a guy who has a shot at a touchdown every single week, is averaging double-digit touches a game. And so, again, to you, so as they try to get this offense back on track in New England, maybe Ezekiel Elliott has carved out a little bit more of a role for himself, to your point. So um, he's available in 54% of leagues. You could do worse, and if you're my friend Jay, you have. Do you think uh, Germany is calling the NFL trying to flex <laughs> yes. Patriots Colts back to America? Yeah, hey probably. Guys, can we have uh, another we don't game? Want this. Yeah. yeah, can we yeah. have Niners Eagles? Can you give us Niners Eagles? Can you send a denial Niners Eagles, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. Laker Celtics. Can yeah. we just get that? Yeah. Can we flex that in? Uh, <laughs> right. Oilers, uh, Canucks, anything, anything <laughs> with Patriots Colts. Yeah. A couple so. deep league running back week eight waiver targets here. This is led by Browns running back Pierre Strong. Mm. Jerome Ford is expected to miss one to two weeks. Strong available in almost every single league. Joshua Kelly. He played 61% of the snaps after Ford left last week. Joshua Kelly, who, I, I mean, I'm not going to endorse this one because no. we've been down this road, but he's out there. <laughs> per- me personally. Looks more explosive against the Chiefs yeah, of than course. usual. Just sneakily, two like random limping stories. who uh, They appear to be fine, but Austin Eckler was limping in that game. Jalen Hurts limping at the end yeah. of the game against Miami. Apparently they're both fine, but certainly wants to monitor. Anyway, and if Eckler can't go, Kelly's clearly the guy. Josh Kelly is is listed here because we feel like we have to list him here. But yes, anyone that took a ride on the Josh Kelly roller coaster <laughs> when Eckler was out is like never, never go again. Up. <laughs> yeah, it never yeah. went up. Yeah, well, it was it was a roller coaster in the way like you ever up. go to like an amusement park and they've got the roller coasters for the kids. Yeah, so it just sort of goes around in a circle a the little bit. The little little tea. Yeah, not even teacups, but it's just like it's like a it's just like a gentle kind of like that thing. You know, so that's that's sort of Josh Kelly, where it just doesn't get a lot of speed or go up high or have a lot of thrills, but it does qualify as a roller coaster. Um, well, a- anyway, he did have one big run, and uh, maybe the secret to him, you know, he was seven for seventy-five in a touchdown last week. Maybe the secret to Josh Kelly is 
it's only when Eckler's actually active that he's usable. Well, that's the thing is that since Eckler's gone down, by far his best game was last week when Eckler was back and he looked super explosive yeah. and was 70, so, 75. Uh, two other names on that list real quickly. Latavius Murray, who, you know, again, last two weeks when they get in close, they're giving it to Latavius Murray. He has five of the seven running back touches inside the 10-yard line for the Bills over the last two. And then Chris Rodriguez. I get, I mean, Commander's looking for any sort of spark. So he's been sort of the, the, the number three running back there, but he actually, in a dismal effort for my Washington Commanders, he led the backfield with 31 rushing yards. He had 41% of the team's running back carries last week. I'm not ready to say he's overtaking Brian Robinson or anything like that, but again, like, they could go try to go more. They're, they're trying to figure, they're obviously trying a bunch of different things. And so Rodriguez, who's continued to increase his workload in Washington, is somebody that should be considered for deeper leagues if you're desperate. And by the way, my commanders are desperate. <laughs> to recap, here's Barry's week eight top running back waiver targets in order. Number one, Daryl Henderson, available in 75% of leagues, followed by Devin Singletary, Tajay Spears. You're running out of time on that one, by the way. Imari DiMercato, Cam Akers. I mean, he's been, we've been talking yeah. for six weeks. They might not be running out of That's time. Sure. This, this might just be a forever thing. <laughs> yeah. Ezekiel Elliott and Royce Freeman at number seven. And with that, let's move to the waiver-wired wide receivers. Let's go through some notable wide receivers that are available in 40 to 50% of Yahoo leagues. They don't meet our threshold. Our threshold is over 50%, but in case they're out there because somebody in your league made a giant mistake, Chargers wide receiver Joshua Palmer, 13 fantasy points per game in three games since Mike Williams went down for the year. Jackson Smith and Jigba, great to see him heavily involved last week as well. We know the talent he has. And Jay, your boy, Rasheed Rice, three straight games with 10-plus fantasy points. Yep, it's finally happening for Rasheed Rice as we predicted it might. Yeah. But Josh Palmer. I think he's our boy. I think you and I share custody nah, no, I don't of Rasheed so. Rice. He's like 65% mine. You can have Rasheed Rice on weekends. I would like a DNA test, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, I, want, I want full custody. I want, I'm going to share custody. Weekends is when you want him, though. Let me just uh, say yeah, that. Weekends. <laughs> yeah, I'll every Monday to Friday. Exactly. Work on his routes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Josh Palmer, though, he's the guy I think you want with respect to Rasheed Rice. He's had seven targets in four straight games. He was the guy against the Chiefs uh, when they blanketed Keenan Allen. And look, this Chargers team, they're like a more aesthetically pleasing version of the Saints, where it's just like blah. It's like, what is this team really? But they still have Justin Herbert. Josh Palmer is getting targets. And when you're Justin Herbert's I mean, second option, effectively, Truly. you have to be rostered in every leg. Uh, imagine, and remember that game against the Cowboys as well. He had that 50-yard yeah. you know, uh, pass that would have been a touchdown that got called back you know, as well. Again, I think the narrative on him is a little bit different if that doesn't uh, get called back. So, yeah, we really like Josh Palmer. Again, available in over 40% of leagues, doesn't meet our threshold. But firstly, certainly check him, Rasheed Rice. And JSN, 18 targets you mentioned over the past three games. Again, DK Metcalf, we don't know how banged up he is, but seem like he may, there's a chance he misses this week as well. Who do you want the rest of the season? Josh Palmer or Devontae Smith? Devontae Smith. I would say I still take Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith. I would, I would, I would, but it's a conversation, yeah. which tells you something. Yeah. Scary that it is. Yeah. Let's kick off with our first wide receiver, and it's kind of our Tajay Spears of sure. the wide receivers. We've been begging you to pick up Josh Downs for begging. about three weeks. He's available in 64% of leagues, so you might still have a chance. They have the Saints, Panthers, Patriots in Germany, and then the bye. Josh Downs coming off a huge week against a very good defense of the Cleveland Browns. Five catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. And quite simply, Matthew, this is Gardner Minshew's guy. 22% target share under Gardner Minshew so far this year. Since week three, he's the 17th best wide receiver in fantasy. He's averaging over 14 fantasy points per game. Again, we've been talking about this week after week after week. I want you to pause it again. 
I want you to go back to your bathroom mirror or just wherever, any kind of mirror. I want you to look yourself in the face. Just look yourself and be like, this is your fault. Only your fault. Why didn't I listen to Barry? Listen to Barry more. I should listen to Barry more. It's like the antithesis of uh, Robin Williams and Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting. It's right. like, no, this is your fault. This is 100%. Yeah, this is, this is, this your, is fault. your fault. This Matt? is your fault. Yeah. No, I'm, I I'm have no one to blame but myself. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Gardner right. Mitchell has not been good from a football sense, but from a fantasy sense, he's been fantastic because yes. he heaves yeah. it up. He makes a lot of mistakes and he makes a lot of big plays as well, and he clearly has that connection with Josh Downs. He, he, he was on the love list last week. Obviously, he paid off in a big way. He's going to make the love list again this week as they play the Saints. New Orleans allowed the fourth most yards to the slot. Obviously, Lattimore shuts down the outside there. So Colts against the Saints this week. Then they're at Carolina. Then they've got the, the Patriots, very up and down defense there. That's, the, again, the Germany game. And then they're on a bye. So, you know, you feel pretty good about Downs here's upcoming his upcoming schedule. Another promising rookie wide receiver, Tank Dell from the Texans. 52% available. They have the Panthers. That's a great sign. Here's the thing right now with Tank Dell. He's, he's been out with a concussion. Yeah. But when he was playing before that, Jay, he was extremely an extremely effective weapon for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, and I think the sneaky thing with Tank Dell is that he hasn't really got run since they've got their offensive line back with Tunsil and Howard coming back. There had to be a lot of quick game for C.J. Stroud, and he was thriving with that. But I would expect that the passing offense should become more explosive because Stroud should just have more time for more longer developing routes, and Dell will be a beneficiary. The only question is, and I don't think this, but I'm just bringing it up to bring it up, but is that he initially got his shot as a starter when Noah Brown went down. And then now Noah Brown is back. And so has Tank Dell, in essence, lost, you know, a chunk of snaps to Noah Brown? Is it going to be, when we come out, is it going to be Nico Collins and Noah Brown with, like, John Mechie in the slot, right? Robert Woods, they seem to have, uh, you know, he, he didn't play much uh, the last time we saw him. I think he's banged up. But that's the only question here. But, uh, look, you, you guys know I talked about him in the preseason. It was on my preseason love list. Tank Dell is going to be a thing this year. He's had five targets twice this year. Um, in those two games, he has over 20 fantasy points in each one of those games. I, I, if I was coaching the Texans, and to be clear, I am not. But if I was, yes. if I, yet, that's right, yet, because I dropped my pen. Whatever. I'm, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all happening. You're going to the Texans it's when you can't hold on to a pen. I, we'll get you a clipboard for tomorrow's <laughs> show. So I need to well, put one behind my, uh, behind my ear. Uh, take, look, if I was the coach of the Texans, I'd be like, look, Here's the future of this team. It is C.J. Stroud, it is Nico Collins, it is Tank Dell. we got to get them as many reps together as we can. Like, so let's just get Tank Dell out there. So I, I just believe, I believe in the talent, I believe in the connection between Stroud and Dell, and I also believe in terms of what the Texans are trying to build there. Like, he's much more of a future than I think Noah Brown is, all I, the respect. I think you'll get your wish simply because nobody else in that offense can replicate what Tank Dell brings. Right. They don't have an explosive player like that that you could use in motion and get scheme touches to like him. So I think he'll be back on the field and ready to roll. So anyway, he, there's a chance that because he had the, the concussion and he was out last week on the bye that he's been dropped in your league. He's out there in over 52% of leagues. So go get yourself some Tank Dell. Weirdly not built like a tank. No. 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 Just <laughs> something to think about. You know what? Maybe... You know, now I think about it. Because Tank Bigsby is kind of built like a yeah. tank. But Tank Dell is not. What if, what if I call myself Tank? Where's Tank Barry? Just as, again, because what Tank Dell has done has proven that you don't need to look like a tank to be nicknamed Tank. So I could be, instead of Bald Batman or, you know, or, or Swole Turtle, 
I could be Tank Berry. I, I could gonna, just be the tank. I was going to mention how when Connor made reference to uh, Motor Singletary, I'm shocked you haven't at some point over the journey referred to yourself as Motor Berry. Yes. Uh, Motor Berry's not uh, bad either. Yeah. Motor Rocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. lot of nickname potential yeah. for you. A lot of, yeah, exactly. Right. Motor Berry. Motor Berry. Yeah. <laughs> not <Let's>, fast. Let, <laughs> I'm just trying to, I have, a, I have a joke that I'm trying to decide whether I should go there or not. It's, I'm on the teeter. It's uh, like, it's like, it's a, it's a little over the line. Yeah. Usually, you know what they say when you have to ask done. the question? Yeah. Is that I should do Always it? do the joke. <laughs> Always do the kidding. joke. I'm just kidding. Okay. Pete's in my ears. Patriots <laughs> wide receivers Kendrick Bourne and Pop Douglas. Let's say it's about what Motor Berry would like to do. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 That hit. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. There you go. All right. Patriots wide receivers Kendrick Bourne. But it doesn't. It doesn't involve the word Barry. Just to be clear. Yes. Yes. All right. 74% available for Bourne for Demario Douglas. 100% available. They have the Dolphins defense this week. I mean, Listen, my wife and I've been together for a long time. You got to keep things interesting. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, All right, just boy. in general, you take the same general. <laughs> S's and G's. Yeah, yeah, S's and G's. S's and G's. Yeah, oh, lots boy. of because you see what the G stands for. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Get us back on track. All right. All right. All right, Jay. Ken- Kendrick Bourne, give me something here, please. Kendrick Bourne. I mean, he's a number one wide receiver for an NFL offense, Kendrick Bourne, for a court <laughs> with a quarterback who may be half competent. Uh, but Mac Jones showed something against the Bills, drove them down the field, won the game. Mac Jones was good two years ago as well, so he does have prize <laughs> at least on that front. And Kendrick Bourne's just getting a lot of targets. By the way, what a kick to the teeth for Demario Douglas that he's 100% available. I wow. would never want to be 100% available. Right. <laughs> Usually it's like 98%. It, but no, yeah, there's got to be a league out there where he just has like a family member yeah. picking him up or something. Every like single that. I mean, league. Let's be clear. But when look, I was a single man, I was 100% available. Yeah, like Demario Douglas. Yes. But look, I think Kendrick Bourne, he should be rostered. He's had 18 targets across the past two games. Anyone who has 18 mm. targets across two games just has to be rostered in every league. And Mac Jones is not, he's not being good. But also, Mac Jones is not like he's better than Desmond Ritter, and he can provide value for a number one wide receiver on his last two games. He's had over a thirty percent target share as well, and, and so again, like you figure they have to throw against Miami, right? And the, those corners are we just not good. we saw no, we saw what AJ Brown did to them. Like honestly, um, uh, so I, I just I, I would say here again, they they're going to need to throw, you know, in a game in which you know they should be. You know, pretty significant underdogs at Miami, an angry Dolphins team. Yeah, so they're going to throw. I look. It's not a great waiver week when you're, yeah, when you're talking of Kendrick Bourne at number four. But yes, he's the number one wide receiver for a competent NFL offense Do you at the when, moment. When the Patriots are watching the tape of that Dolphins Eagles game and they're watching AJ Brown and Kendrick Bourne's thinking to himself, "I can't do that. I can't, right. I can't do what AJ Brown is doing." But you but, know what? He he has he has le- he has legit speed. Yeah. Kendrick Bourne does, and they're willing to target him. And so those two things can equal, you know, some fantasy value. They got to throw it to somebody. Yep. Our last wide receiver here, Jalen Hyatt, the rookie wideout for the Giants. He's got the Jets secondary this week. He's available in 95% of leagues. Feels like Jalen Hyatt is, is if Marvin Mims played, you're going to yeah. get an explosive play. The good news is, though, Hyatt has played back-to-back games over 70% of the snaps here, Matthew. They've settled into that rotation, right? It's it's like it's Slayton and uh, Jalen Hyatt on the outside. It's Wondell Robinson in the slot. I'd feel better about Jalen Hyatt if I knew Tyrod Taylor was starting again this week because his success has come with Tyrod over the last two weeks. And right now, the, the thought is that Daniel Jones is making a, a, a comeback here. But nine targets for the last two weeks. Four of his nine catches this season have gained 30-plus yards to your, to your thoughts about the big playability here. Jalen Hyatt can play. We like the draft pick on uh, on draft night, Connor. I know we talked about yeah. this kid from Tennessee. Like, I mean, right? 
He, didn't he? What was it, Alabama that he beat him single-handedly? Yeah, he caught I think four or five five touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, I mean like unbelievable. So we we like the kid's talent as well, and it seems like the Giants are finally using them as they settle into a. A passable offense. I think you made the point about Tyrod because people think Tyrod's dink and dunk. Like, no, Tyrod throws bombs, and Hyatt is he leads the team in terms of deep routes run. So when Tyrod is out there, I think Hyatt is viable in deeper leagues. Yeah, a lot to watch with that one. Will Daniel Jones play? Will the Jets secondary return? To recap, Barry's Week Eight top wide receiver waiver targets: Josh Downs is number one. Hopefully, you listened weeks ago. Tank Dell making his return off the concussion. Kendrick Bourne, Jalen Hyatt. And then Mr. 100% available tomorrow, <laughs> right side by side, Poor Barry. Demario. 20 years. Come on, pick him up, Mario Douglas. The one thing I want to say about the one thing I want to say about Demario Douglas, obviously, came up the big game. Juju Smith-Schuster was out, and we'll see. But I know from talking to Devin McCourty, our colleague uh, here at NBC. We were talking to the preseason. He was just telling me, he's like, they love DeMario Douglas in New England. He's like, Bill loves DeMario Douglas. Now, then DeMario Douglas went out and had the bad fumble in week one, I think it was, uh, and then or the Cowboys game at least. And then, then you're like, we haven't seen DeMario Douglas. But then got forced back into action, obviously, with the injury to Juju Smith-Schuster, produces. And their offense looks competent. So maybe he's earned his way out of the doghouse as it was. I just know that in terms of the talent, you know, I think he's earned a role as they try to figure out this offense in New England. Let's move over to the quarterbacks. I know they like him a lot. Starting with an interesting quarterback this week, Kyler Murray and Joshua Dobbs. So Kyler Murray designated to return from IR last week. It opened up his 21-day practice window. The upcoming schedule for the Cardinals, Baltimore and Cleveland, that scares you, Atlanta and Houston. So a tough four-game stretch here. But if Kyler Murray returns, he's fantasy relevant. He's a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Like, that's where he would be drafted if he had been healthy this year. There's a chance he comes back in week eight, and whether it's week eight or week nine, in 58% of leagues, a top 10 fantasy quarterback, a proven fantasy quarterback on an offense that's been more competent than we thought, you know, with Michael Wilson, with Hollywood Brown, um, with, you know, kind of mishmash of running game. I mean, Kyler Murray's not going to be out there if he can't run around and do Kyler Murray type things. So, yes. He's an important grab and stash, and I would argue that even if you have, you're like, I don't need a quarterback because I got Lamar Jackson, I got Josh Allen, whatever, I'm feeling good about myself, whatever. Give yourself a trade asset because if Kyler Murray comes back and balls out, which is what I think he will do, then you've got something to you can trade to a quarterback needy team. You never know when somebody could go down. Jay, you said earlier in the show Gardner Minshew, not great in real life so far, but Great in fantasy because he'll take chances. He's available in 92% of leagues. The Colts have the Saints coming up this week. Gardner has eight turnovers in the past two games. It's unbelievable. Impressive work from Minshew. But he does have 300-plus passing yards in those I wonder, two uh, games. It's, su- it's surprising the commanders haven't traded for him yet <laughs> for that kind of rate. Unbelievable. If he could just increase the number of sacks he gets, he could play for us. Yeah, it's unreal. Uh, look, Minshew, I think he is... Look, it's not a great matchup against the Saints, but certainly they've been better against yeah. the run. And I think that he's providing value for Downs Pittman. He's throwing a lot, so I think in deeper leagues. I mean, the fact that there's and no more one mobile on than he gets credit for. Yeah, I mean, he ran it into the end zone against the Browns. I don't know why they're favored in that game. I like the Saints to win as one and a half point dogs. But Minshew, I mean, in super flex leagues, he'll be viable just because you know he's a starting quarterback and he's throwing for 300 plus yards two weeks in a row. Yeah, Baker Mayfield for the Bucks available in 67 percent of leagues. They're on the short week Thursday night football against the Bills, who, Matthew, you said earlier, the Bills' defense, a lot of injuries, and they just don't look like themselves right now. Is Baker a viable streaming option on a week without any buys? Uh, Potentially. Um, Although Baker Mayfield just popped up. I literally just got an alert as we're sitting here uh, that he popped up on Monday's injury report. Baker Mayfield being quoted, re-aggravated what I did against the Saints, nothing serious, just a pain tolerance thing. That is according to uh, Brianna Dix. 
anyway, but just so a heads up there that maybe he's not 100%. You don't love him on Buffalo. But listen, two of the last three games, he's had uh, over 275 total yards. He's had at least 16 fantasy points in four or six games this year. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got a run game that's non-existent. So the only way they're moving the ball is through the air with those two guys and Trey Palmer as well. So the Bills, who haven't looked like the Bills recently, Mac Jones just lit him up. Yep. Like you can say, like, Mike Baker, Baker ain't great, but, like, he's at least as good as Mac Jones, who literally just threw for 300 yards against them. So Baker Mayfield at Buffalo on the short week. Bills have allowed at least 25 points in two of the last three. Our last quarterback, Jay, Desmond Ritter against the Titans. He's available in 86% of leagues, but it is the Titans. This is why it's important to come to the pre-show meeting because you could have voiced your opposition (laughs) to having to be the one to talk up Desmond Ritter. I opted out of that and gave that to you because I was there and you were not, Jay Croucher. Listen, I love talking about QB 17 on the season. (laughs) Desmond Ritter, 250 plus passing yards, three straight games, giving you a bit on the ground as well, rushing touchdowns in two of his last three. And he gets the Titans, who just traded Kevin Byard and didn't have a good secondary to begin with. So I think that he is actually a viable fantasy option. All right. All right. As you see here, if you're watching Barry's top quarterback waiver targets in order, as we move over to the tight ends, and we start with Dalton Kincaid, who had his best week of his young career against the Patriots in that Bills loss. Eight targets, caught all eight of them for 75 yards. He's available in 58% of leagues right now. Here's the other thing, Matthew. Dawson Knox has, is having wrist surgery. He's out indefinitely. This is Kincaid's offense as the tight end. It certainly is. They've got to figure something out, and my expectation is that Kincaid, after the big game last week, finally seems to be coming into his own. That was one of the arguments on Kincaid was like, hey, yes, he had the big game, but he played less than 60% of the snaps. Well, well now Dawson Knox out. They're going to have to use Kincaid even more. 20% target share two of the past three games. So it feels like he's starting to come into his own. Obviously, he's a very different guy than Dawson Knox. They're still going to have like a blocking tight end there. But Knox is at least not a nothing in the pass-catching game. And so when they're passing to the tight end in that offense, it'll be Dalton Kincaid. So given the the quarterback and the offense and the, the expanded role for him, he's our number one tight end target, Jay. Yep. Jake Ferguson, Jay, for the Cowboys, available in over 50% of the leagues. He's got the Rams, so if you're looking to kind of capitalize off a lot of these bye week drops, Jake Ferguson might be out there. Definitely leads all tight ends in red zone targets with 10. And the sneaky thing about Dallas is they cannot run the ball. There's just no room for Tony Pollard. I don't really understand it. I'd expect that to change. But until it does, I think Ferguson, uh, with Dak playing better as well, coming off his best game of the season, he's a viable tight end. Some more tight end news while we're sitting here talking about them. The Cardinals are putting Zach Ertz on IR. Ertz has been a target monster this season. That is from uh, the NFL Network right now. He suffered a quad strain on Sunday. The plan is for him to return later this year. Which means it's Trey McBride time. So, you know, as as the next two guys on our list are Logan Thomas and Trey McBride. Logan Thomas against Philadelphia, of course. Start your tight ends against Philadelphia. Unless you're in Miami, you don't have any tight ends. But uh, generally speaking, start your tight ends against Philadelphia. Last time he faced the Eagles, uh, you know, he's had uh, he had a nice game there. 50 or more receiving yards in two of the last three for Logan Thomas. But if I'm looking long-term, so if it's just this week, Logan Thomas I think has a nice matchup. But if I'm looking long-term, I think Trey McBride, who's played over 50% of the snaps in back-to-back weeks, and again, with Zach Ertz now on IR for the next four games at least, and feels like it might be starting to get late early, as it were, for Mr. Ertz. So it is Trey McBride time in Arizona, who, again, might be getting Kyler Murray back sooner rather than later. Our last one, Jay, Taysom Hill, available in 91% of leagues as the Saints have the Colts. Listen to this stat line. It's not a tight end waiver wire until you talk about Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, five targets, four catches for 50 yards against Jacksonville, five carries for 18 yards, and a rushing touchdown. 
Yeah, look, he's got 11 receptions the past two <laughs> games and he's becoming a part of this offense. I think this offense is just so flat at the moment, so devoid of ideas that they need the spark that Taysom Hill provides. So I think he's going to continue to be a part of the offense, you know, getting four or five targets a game, getting his four rushing attempts a game, uh, maybe some trick plays as well. So I think Taysom Hill is uh, is viable at a, a barren position. Juwan Johnson's been banged up a little bit, but to your point about, like, we talked about this after the Saints game last week. Like, just wh- whether, whether it's because he's banged up or whatever – Derek Carr has lost the ability to throw accurately down the field. So it's all this dump-off stuff to Kamara. And that's the other thing is, is that Taysom Hill has become a part of this offense. And, of course, and we get, they get in close. He's part of the red zone package as well. So it's rare that you say, like, you might have a red zone. You might get a rushing touchdown from your tight end. But that's what happens when Taysom Hill's your guy if you're desperate. Let's look at some defenses to stream this week. The Texans, they have the Panthers. The Chargers, because they have the Bears. That could be a Tyson Bajan game again the Giants against Zach Wilson and the Jets. All of these are available in over 92% of leagues right now. Yeah. And, of course, if you need to pick one of these guys up that we talked about today, you got to drop someone. Here's some droppable players owned in over half of leagues right now. Jordan Love, his wide receiver, Romeo Dobbs, Jahan Dotson, the Bears tight end, Cole Komet, and Tyler Higby of the Rams. And with that, we are going to go to our first break. When we're back, we got Vikings 49ers fantasy takeaways, including a big game from Justin Jefferson. I mean, Jordan Addison. Very well played, Jonah. You like that? I see what you did there. All right. We'll be back right after this. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. It's really good morale, and then we go to we go to pray in the corner of the locker room. Any guys that want to pray, and and we go praying over here, and so we had to turn the creed off. And Harrison Smith made a great point. He said, "Guys, this is the prayer," and I thought that's that's pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep playing. They keep playing higher, and I'm going. Creed has a, a lot of hits. They got a good catalog. We don't have to only play higher, but they're taking us higher, so we'll take it. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Can't stop playing Creed. And for that, 
Jordan Addison drinks, drinks free. free. That's right. Jordan Addison saved my bacon when saying I believed in primetime Kirk Cousins. He wrote, look, Kirk Cousins played great. So did Jordan Addison, who basically saved another primetime interception from Kirk Cousins yes. and then ran it to the house uh, as well. So, right, Jordan Addison drinks free at the happy hour today. He, uh, he, not, he saved your bacon uh, in terms of primetime Kirk here, primetime Kirk love and declaration. He saved my bacon because, you know, I always, every Monday I do my Monday Night Miracle. You know, this thing I've been doing for years and years and years where I put it out there. And I said what I needed is I needed Jordan Ad- I needed at least 20 points from Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson to beat producer Adam in our show league, who uh, just incidentally doesn't have anything to do with anything, but uh, he was eliminated in our guillotine league as well. So tough week to be Adam. Great week to have Jordan Addison. I didn't even need Hawkinson because Addison got me there entirely by his own. As you see it right here, just completely take the ball from Ward and run into the end zone. Tough game for Ward all around. But this was the Jordan Addison coming out party. We thought when Justin Jefferson, he's somebody we've liked a lot all season long. We thought when Justin Jefferson went down that this would suddenly become, you know, kind of the Jordan Addison show. The last time we saw him, it been more K.J. Osborne. But this was the Jordan Addison that we expected to see. And, guys, I don't think this is a fluke. No. I don't think so either. Uh, two things quickly. One, Kirk said that Creed have a good catalogue of songs. They don't. just want to clarify that for <laughs> Kirk. Secondly, the defensive... I don't cor- think I could name a Creed song that isn't higher. Exactly. I can. That's your point. You, well, can you? you? No. Of course yeah. you can. No. I thought you said I can. No, no, no. Right. I don't listen to Creed. <laughs> you should have seen Connor's uh, visceral disgust, everyone, through that Kirk. Yeah, yeah my face... <laughs> it's a good thing the camera was on the video and not my face. I just uh, looked at Jay and shook my it head. It was very, very well warranted. Yeah. Secondly, maybe the worst defensive play call I've ever seen. Uh, sending seven on the Addison 60-yard touch. I don't understand that at all, what they were thinking, because that yeah. cost them the game. That play call might have cost them the one seed in the NFC. Like, that was a massive moment in the season. Yeah. So Addison, huge for him. Uh, Vikings backfield, interesting. I was talking about it on the broadcast a little bit. Shifted towards Cam Akers. We talked about that. Uh, Alexander Madison, he goes, he hits his under for us on the under 45 and a half rushing yards. Now, to be fair, this wasn't exactly how I drew it up because he was good <laughs> when he was out there. But the thought was that it might finally shift to Cam Akers. And it looks like we might be turning towards that, Matthew. The results Cam, A- Cam Akers had a 38% snap share uh, in week seven, up from 16% the week before. Alexander Madison only played 54.5% of the snaps. He's now been under 55% in two of the last three games, under 45 rushing yards in three straight games. And that is correct, Jay. Your best bet yesterday was the under on Alexander Madison rushing. My best bet yesterday was the over on Jordan Addison receiving yards. You and I both hit our uh, props right there. Thank you, DraftKings. You're welcome, America. We just made you some money. Uh, But, yes, I mean – the fact is, yeah, and I, mine didn't go the way I thought it would either. He, he basically made it up on one play. But we did think he was um, uh, pretty good in terms of uh, big playability here. I don't know that there's much to take away from the 49ers side of the ball here. Anyway, I mean, Cam Akers, by the way, it's worth just seeing if he's out there in your league. It's like about 40% of leagues that he's rostered. Awesome. But I do think this is going to become more of a committee going forward and that there's a chance that Cam Akers overtakes it. The downside here is, is that they won the game. And so maybe this committee works for Minnesota because both guys ran effectively. Yeah, incredibly easy schedule the rest of the way for Minnesota. So all of a sudden, if you're worried about Justin Jefferson, he's going to come back and he's going to be in a playoff race. So that is good news yes, on that, that front. That, that's and the I, biggest thing of this win for me. And I think the that they, thing. they will be in position to run the ball. 49ers side, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, he'll be fine. Not worried about Christian McCaffrey. Brock Purdy, I think that the interception is going to be a bit overrated. Brock Purdy was great in the game outside of the two interceptions, which were back-breaking. Back-breaking yeah. But I think 
that you know Brandon Ayuk yeah. uh, had an excellent first Perfect. half. George Kittle woke up as well. The offense is just a little bit off kilter. They lost the game because they missed the 40-yarder and a fluke interception turned into a 60-yard touchdown pass. The Niners will be fine. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, honestly, they're, they're two missed field goals away from being undefeated because, like, if, uh, if Moody hits the field goal against the Vikings, then they only need a field goal down to, to go down and win the game instead of trying to force a touchdown, right? And then, of course, he missed the field goal against the Browns the, the week before here as well. Nice game uh, for – wasn't a great game for Brandon Ayuk, but, again, I'm, I'm not worried about it. it. Just bad day at the office. Yeah. Like, they had a number of drives that just stalled with – yeah. Also, CMC, 100% healthy. He didn't come off yeah, the field. So he's fine with the Oblique. Yeah, he scored two touchdowns. Touchdown he machines. was what it is. It just, I had the over on one and a half passing touchdowns for Brock Purdy. That should have hit. I'm very bitter. I had a parlay with Madison under and the, the Addison over and then Brock Purdy over, and that didn't hit. I had another one that I did publicly that had, you know, IU receptions over Madison under. Brock Purdy over, right. and that the one we'll piece. Time, it's man. one leg that didn't hit either. We got to introduce you to round robins. <laughs> yeah. I know I should have done that, but I have to. I have to specifically <laughs> do same game parlays for DraftKings. So it's you know DraftKings is going to investigate this show <laughs> very very shortly. Please, DraftKings loves us. What are you talking? That's about? That's true, and um, we will talk. And a we lot love DraftKings. DraftKings. The crown is yours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's also all of ours. Yeah, all right, we're taking exactly. one last break when we're back. Yeah. Speaking of DraftKings, anyway. we're looking at their numbers for our Back to the Futures right after this. Yeah. When the 49ers get Trent Williams back, I think that that's an underrated piece that they were missing last night. They'll be fine. So will Brock Purdy. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BARRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clearer skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clearer skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Let's jump into our Back to the Futures, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Jay, what are you looking at in that crystal ball of yours this week? Uh, in my crystal ball, Connor, I'm looking at the offensive player of the year, Mark. And I like A.J. Brown at plus 2,200. I think this is way too far apart from Tyreek Hill's odds. Past 13 games, A.J. Brown is going at a pace of over 1,900 receiving yards. 
uh, over the course of a 17-game season. He's been an absolute monster, 125-plus receiving yards in five straight games. I think this is a three-horse race. Hill, McCaffrey, A.J. Brown. I think A.J. should be much closer to the top two. I like it. Matthew, what do you got for us? Well, you know what? Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. I don't understand, Jay, why you've completely ignored <laughs> this player. I feel like you, keep, you talk up uh, Micah Parsons and, you know, <laughs> and TJ Watt, but, you know, you never mentioned Miles Garrett. Daniel who, Forbes. Who, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Miles Garrett is, is Defensive Player of the Year at plus 200. He's, he's uh, you know, he's somebody that I think should be the favorite. He is now, as you see it right there, he's now moved to the favorite. Yesterday, he was like the third favorite. So Jay yeah. talked him up, and he's like, it, it's already moving in the right direction. But I just think the kind of season he's having, the bronze defense is, is going to need to be rewarded, and Miles Garrett is the way you do that. So I like Miles Garrett at plus 200 for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, everyone talks about Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons has five sacks in six games. He's 16th in the league yeah. in sacks. I get it. He's amazing, but his stats are behind Garrett and Watt. Yeah, he yeah. slowed down a little bit. All right, guys, let's get weird. How about this one? This is special on DraftKings. Who will the Panthers beat first? And let's say it's not going to be who they got next week, the Texans. Don't think it's going to be the Colts. Right. Don't think it's going to be the Bears. Don't think it's going to be the Cowboys. How about the Titans at plus 1,200 on November 26th? What are the Titans going to look like? I what, like that what, call. What are the Titans going to look like on November 26th? Bryce Young, I believe in you. Adam Thielen, <laughs> please stay healthy until November 26th at least. That is when the Panthers get their first win at a long shot. Of like plus 1,200. Takes down Will Levis and uh, yes. Nick Westbrook and Keno. The lads. It's going to be awkward when, when uh, they've got Malik Willis and, and, uh, uh, and Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams is all of a sudden. Anyway, whatever. It's closing time. <laughs> you don't have to go home. <laughs> you can't stay We're here. We're done. For Jane Connor, I'm Matthew. Go motorboat somebody. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clear at 5 years. At 1 year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Tremphia.